Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locust Golden Hour podcast. My name is Christina. And I'm Lena. So this podcast is about sharing stories, advice, tips, and all things surrounding university and student life. And today we're joined by a special guest, Melissa, to talk about life after Laurier. Melissa, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Melissa. I am currently working in the recruitment and admissions office at, uh, at Laurier here. Thank you for, for coming to join us for the podcast. We really appreciate you taking your time to talk with us. Thank you for having me. This is super exciting. Yes, it's really exciting for us too. Um, <laughs> so we'll start off with a little bit of an icebreaker question because we know that you were a Laurier student as well. What was Locust like in your years at Laurier? Like how was Locust in your years at Laurier? Um, I, I, I say this all the time when any, anytime that anybody asks me about Locust, but Locust was amazing for me. Um, I started, I started my Laurier, uh, career academic journey, um, in 2012, um, on the Waterloo campus. It was part-time. Um, my parents had lived down the street from Laurier and so residence wasn't, didn't really make sense. It wasn't something I was interested in. And it just so happened to be that on the very first day of a week, um, when I was checking in, they were like, oh, are you in residence? I was like, no, just kind of like here by myself and whatnot. And they're like, oh, okay, well, here's Locus and you can go and register with them. And I was like, oh, like what, what is this? And so I registered like the same day, paid my $85 or whatever the fee was. And it, it really brought me out of my shell that first year. Um, I was only part-time, but it was still a great way for me to meet students, to get involved on campus, to really put myself outside of my comfort zone. I never really got involved in high school. And so I got involved in Locus and it just happened to be like by the grace of like the gods of, of encouraging um, OCAs at the time and, and really supportive and really understanding that like this was all new for me. And so from there, that's really where my leadership skills started and kind of have grown since then. So I always say that like my leadership skills, my leadership ability, who I am today, and and how being comfortable with my with myself today really started my first year in Locus. So to me, Locus was amazing back in the day, as I'm sure it is still now too. That's so awesome to hear. That makes me really happy. That like I feel like the foundation of Locus definitely still is is here, um, but it's definitely grown and changed and evolved and the program is growing like I know in in our first year um, I sought to pay the fee but now it's like all of the off-campus students so it's free and everyone's automatically enrolled which I think is absolutely amazing um, so it's I'm really glad to hear that you know back in the day it was still at heart what Locus is today oh yeah absolutely that I follow I've been following the program since I've graduated through just through Mitch, through social media and whatnot, and just seeing how, how much it's grown, how it's evolved, how like diverse it is to even just with the programming that is being offered. It's, it's just amazing. And it makes my little like heart happy that this is just becoming such a thing because Locus was such a close, a close thing in my heart. Um, so I'm so glad that it's, it's expanding and, and more students are able to, to benefit from Locus because it is amazing. Yeah, and throughout your years too, you started as a Locust student and then you became an OCA, is that right? 
Yeah. So uh, my journey, I feel, is very special, not because of mine, but because <laughs> I actually was able to be part of the first OCA team that Brantford had. Um, so after my first year at Water on the Waterloo campus, I transferred to the Brantford campus because that's where my program was that I wanted to study. And um, in my second year at Brantford, so third year overall, was when they brought the Locust program there. It was called Laurier Off Campus at the time. Um, and I was so thrilled. I was so excited. Um, during my first year uh, at Laurier, during uh, being in Locust, I was also on the House Council um, Committee. Council? Just Council, I think. Um, and so when they announced that it was it was coming to Brantford, I was so excited. And so I applied for like all of the all of the positions. I managed to get an OCA position, but then I also got the portfolio of the House Council Advisor. And it was a crazy busy year, but it was amazing. It was so much fun. And I just felt like I was able to give back to the first year students from a, based off of what I was able to get out of the program. Um, so it was absolutely amazing. And so that was, that was my third year. Um, and then in my fourth year, I was the program assistant. So I kind of ran the whole thing at the time. I know it's gone through some structural changes at this point, I think, but at one point I was in charge of Locus and that was very, very cool to go from a first year student who involved, was involved in Locus to then being able to run the program on the Brantford campus. That was, that was really cool for me. It always comes full circle, huh? Like you start as a student and then like you get involved as an OCA. And then like, I know for Lena and I were executives now. So it always comes full circle. And I heard that you were also Mitch's OCA. Yeah. Is that true too? Yes, that's true. He was my student. That's so awesome. And then was, now he's like the coordinator, right? I know. He's also now running Locust and overseeing all of the, the shenanigans that you guys get up to. So like that was that was really heartwarming for me to see that he got that position too and that to see him thriving as well. Because again, it's it's very intimidating coming to university. And so having the supports of Locust, similar to what you would get in residence. Um, it just creates that sense of community right away. Um, and so I attest all of that, um, where I am, how, who I am or whatnot to Locust, because through that I, I was able to be more confident in applying for other positions on campus as well. I worked in Service Laurier as a student, um, and from there I was able to get hired on full time after I graduated. And through all of those different positions was where I found my passion for student affairs and for being in the university um, environment and being here to support students, to make it better for students, to help students in all of those things. So I truly don't know where I would be um, if Lucas wasn't a thing in my life. And I feel like that's very dramatic, but it's also very true. <laughs> That's awesome. No, like Locus is definitely life changing. Like um, for all the OCAs and executives and all the students too, I feel like I can say that like, like Locus has been very life changing. Um, I guess that kind of transitions us into our next sort of talking point, which is what are you doing right now? You said you're working with student affairs. So I, that's kind of my end goal. So I, as I mentioned, I got hired at Service Laurier full-time after I graduated. I was there for two years and then I actually transferred to be in the admissions office. So I worked as an admissions coordinator, reviewing transcripts, calculating averages, making decisions in that point. Um, did that again for two years. And now I'm in a, a position called pathway and transfer credit coordinator, which is 
interesting. It's it's definitely more challenging than what I originally thought, but it's a it's a spot that um, right now I'm able to make a difference for incoming transfer students to Laurier um, through pathway development from Ontario colleges and also making sure that our transfer credits are um, up to date, they're accurate, they're beneficial to students and that kind of thing. So I've kind of just been like following along of the opportunities that have been presented to me. It is my goal to eventually get over to, stu to the student affairs pillar of university um, and really being able to create programming, to create supports, to create services that help um, support students throughout their university career. Um, so that's kind of like my goal, but there are all there are also other um, aspects of the university that I'd like to try, like academic advising. That seems like another position that can really help students, can really kind of guide them through those difficult times, which is when students really need that support. So lots to do still, lots to figure out. Yeah, for sure. That's really awesome that like after you graduated, you kind of um, I guess found a job at Laurier, which kind of leads us to our next question of how did you know that you wanted to work at Laurier and did you end up like job searching elsewhere? Um, were you just right away like, oh, I'm going to start working with Laurier because I have this opportunity? Yeah, so um, I'll be honest, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I never like from high school was never like, oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a police officer. I want to be, you know, a researcher or anything like that. So I kind of just followed my passions, followed what I was interested in. And I kind of kept the same mentality through my undergraduate uh, degree. So while I was studying criminal criminology, which was something that I was definitely interested in, um, it wasn't anything that I saw beyond university, because um, I had discovered the new passion of being interested in student affairs and um, post-secondary education life. Um, from there, again, I didn't really have a specific like area of where I wanted to go. I was just like, I want to experience it all and then figure it out as I go. Um, so I moved into the position at Service Laurier. It was something I was familiar with and I was able to grow my skills and grow my experience there. Learning more about how the uh, institution is structured, learning more about governance system, about enrollment services, about registration, all of those fun pieces to really just kind of like build up my repertoire. Um, my plan, and I don't know if anybody who's going to listen to this is going to know this, but my plan was to, to leave Laurier and to kind of branch off into other institutions because I wanted that different experience. Um, there are different like university structures and even colleges too. There's different structures, different ways things are working and everything. So it was ultimately my plan to, to leave Laurier and to try and find something different so I could have that like unique no, I'm not unique, but I could have that different experience um, and whatnot. But um, as time went on, um, it's it's really I found out that it's really challenging to get into a university or even college. It's very competitive, um, and so even though I had university experience of working, um, the jobs that I were 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 applying to. Um, I, I didn't get an interview, or if I didn't get, an, or if I got an interview, I didn't get chosen for it. So that was kind of a little heartbreaking at that point, um, but I was able to still move around in Laurier. And so at that time, I kind of just, this is about probably a year or two into being at Service Laurier that I was like, okay, you know what, I'm here. It's a lot easier for me to move around within Laurier to get that experience, to get the different um, 
job qualities, transferable skills, and those kinds of pieces here, and then see if I can get into another institution elsewhere. Um, and so at that point, that's when I transferred into the uh, admissions coordinator role. And that was a job that I fell in love with. And I was like, this is amazing. So that really kind of um, gave me kind of not hope, but like it, it kind of like fueled my cup at that point of being in that job. Um, and so then from there, I was like, okay, you know what, maybe we're just going to see how this is. We're just going to suss it out and see, you know, what to expect and that kind of stuff. And then um, ultimately too, it was my plan to get to the Waterloo campus or at least to get a job closer to home. I grew up in KW. Um, so I was like, okay, well, we'll just stay here and see if I can get into the Waterloo campus, like Laurier Waterloo. Um, and that's how I ended up in this position. So it was really much like a go with the flow kind of um, job experience, job hunt type thing. I did apply for other jobs, but it was never like a high priority number one thing. Like it was just kind of like, oh, I'll look to see what's out there. You know, my job's not filling my cup right now. So let's see what's out there and that kind of thing. Um, would apply for a few jobs. Nothing came about it. Was able to switch my focus at work and then be able to move forward or change my perspective. And that really helped too. So wasn't a plan to stay here. It's not a plan to stay here this long, but I'm still here. Um, but I, it, it just, it fuels my cup. Um, it makes me happy. It, it is meaningful work that I can actually see how it benefits students. And I think that that's the main thing that I was kind of um, looking for is that I want to see that my work actually means something to somebody. And it's not just like, you know, you just got to do it to fill a quota or you just got to do it because it's the mandate or whatnot. Like I'm actually helping students um, in my position. And, and I want to get to other to those other positions that um, I can do the same thing too. So I hope that kind of answers the question. <laughs> For sure. No, yeah. I think it's really awesome that like you maintain that really open mindset because I think it's it can be tough um, like after graduating, just applying for jobs left, right, and center, and um, just not knowing. I mean, I can relate because I definitely I don't know what where I'm gonna be at. I guess after graduation, but I think um, being flexible, going with the flow, is um, really important just because everything's always changing but I'm glad like you said like you found that admissions really like filled your cup and you mm -hmm. found your passion kind of through this opportunity that you didn't even realize was there so yeah. I think that's really great yeah it was it was definitely unexpected and I'm not going to lie at least during my last year at like in my program, a lot of people were applying for jobs in their field. Um, one of my roommates was also a crim major and she was applying for uh, jobs at the police station. And I was like, well, that makes sense based off of your degree. But it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I had thought about and it wasn't something that like I was excited about. So it kind of felt a little, I kind of felt a little, um, behind almost in the sense that like I didn't actually have like a career a job in mind of what I wanted to do of what the rest of my life looked like so I definitely felt like yeah like I said I just definitely felt like behind and I was off track compared to my peers because at the time there was still the con ed program in Brantford so a lot of my friends too were in the con ed program they were graduating and their next step was teachers um so they were applying applying for supply jobs applying to be within school boards and stuff so it was it was a challenging the last year was definitely challenging for me in regards to figuring out those next steps um 
And that was definitely scary too. I really like what you said about following your passion because that kind of helps guide you on what you want to do next, right? Because I know like for me and Lena, we're both in third year. So we have one more year to go and then it's up to applying for jobs and whatnot. So there's something we like to do on this podcast, which is like, you know, what you do at like poetry slams or stuff like that, which is like giving snaps. So that's what I was thinking when you were talking <laughs> about um, following your passions and what it fuels your cup, you know? So um I think it's easy to feel like you're behind if other people kind of have like the whole career planned out from when they're a kid, right? And they know exactly what they want to do after university and whatnot. And like, for me, I had no idea, um, even just applying for schools until I went to, to the university fair. And even now with more involvement in Locus, it's kind of shifting my perspective on what I might want to do. So just, I think following your passions is what will help you do something that you're satisfied with because you don't want to be stuck in a job or you don't really like what you're doing, right? Because it won't really be putting 100% of your work. So I really like what you said about the passions thing. Yeah, because like that's been like my whole um, mantra, my whole guidance for basically my life is just following my passion and, and making sure that what I'm doing in my professional life, in my personal life is just what's going to make me happy. And I think too, one of the biggest, um, I don't know if it's called the stigma, but one of the biggest um, understandings of going to university, going to college is once you complete that degree, you're only able to get jobs in that degree field. Um, so like a lot of the time, my family members during my degree, they're like, oh, what are you studying? And I was like, oh, criminology. And they're like, oh, you're going to become like a police officer, officer afterwards. And I'm like, no, like, no, that was never on the, on the board for me. I'm in criminology because I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it and I, and I do have a passion for it to an extent, um, but it's not you know, like a forever thing too. And I think that some students get, get kind of tripped up on that, that like, oh, I'm in this one field, so I can only find jobs in this one field, or I can only go into grad programs from this one field, field and that's not the case at all. Um, and I do think that there that that kind of understanding needs to be more broadened and people need to understand that just because you've got a degree in crim in teaching in art in science and whatever doesn't mean you're limited to those to those those pieces because then once you think that way you're putting blinders on yourself and you're not looking for all of the other possibilities of jobs that could make you happy that might be outside of your sector so it's it's definitely something that I, I do try and communicate with all the students that I talk to to as well, even being like um, as a point person for prospective students. Um, if they're so gung-ho on a certain program because they want a certain um, career, like by all means go for it, but that's not the end all to be all for your options as well. Um, so just trying to make sure that students understand that they still have those options even after they've left Laurier and they're moving on into the world as well. Yeah, I think that reminded me when you were speaking of like what my like high school teacher kind of told me, like, it doesn't matter like where you go to university, like you're still developing your skills, like whatever program you're in, like you're still developing these soft skills, your technical skills, like that you can basically apply to anything. You have extracurriculars that you're learning about, that you're discovering. And honestly, I feel like university is just the time to discover who you are, your passions, um what kind of person you want to be mm -hmm. um so like there's just a lot out there I think and I I think it's easy to like you know like you said put the blinders on be like I need to do this this and this and like in this amount of time um but yeah I really like that approach that you mentioned just 
being open and, and remembering that we have a lot of options and opportunities out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can literally sp spread your wings and fly wherever you want. So um, since obviously you were a Laurier student before, do you have, we love giving tips and tricks on this podcast. Do you have any recommendations for things students should do before graduating? It could be anything like go to Wilfs or like literally like see an <laughs> academic advice. Like it can be like so random, like yeah. literally anything. Do you have anything, yeah. any recommendations? Oh man, um, I'm trying to think. I feel like my brain is kind of going in two different directions. One being like focus on like the academics and like the school, but also like, you know, the life part. Um, thinking back onto my experience and kind of what I would have told past Melissa to get the most out of university is to really put yourself out there. Um, whether that is uh, meeting with a, an instructor, with a faculty member um, after class to ask that question that you thought of during class, whether it's um, joining a club that you wouldn't normally do, whether it's, you know, um, going to an event that you wouldn't normally go to or a party that you wouldn't normally go to, like trying to put yourself out there and to really kind of put your hand in all the different areas of, of university. Um, during my time, I really got involved with the student affairs side of things, but I didn't get involved in like the faculty, like the academic side of things in the sense that like I didn't go to any student association events. I didn't go to any faculty one-on-ones. I didn't um, do any of those kinds of things. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I still passed, so it's fine, but um, like I, I kind of regret doing that. So try and put yourself in all of those different aspects. Um, try and really put yourself out there so that you can get the most out of your university um, experience. And if you're on the Brantford campus, you have to hit up Dairy Delight. Like that's just a must. So where's Dairy Delight? Oh my gosh. Are I'm either of you on the Brantford campus? I am, but I don't know where Dairy Delight is. <laughs> Girl, oh my gosh. Okay. So you'd have to take a bus to get there. It's okay. not a, it's not far from campus. I'd say like at least driving, if you do have a car, it's maybe about a five to 10 minute drive. Okay. It is on, I think it's called it's where King George, King George Road and I think it's Peter's Road or something like that or St. Paul's come to come to fruition. Um, and it's this cute little outdoor stand ice cream shop that is just has the best soft serve ice cream. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So as you can get like you can get ice cream. They've got some dairy. Last time I was there, they had some dairy free stuff. Um, if that's like good for Christina, yeah, I'm lactose <laughs> <Yeah>. intolerant. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I hope they've expanded their flavors by then, but there's at least some. Uh, you can get some. Um, I think it's called Icy's, where they put the slushy and the ice cream together. You can get like sundays. You can get flurries. They've got so many different options. It's it is a staple of the Brantford community. So that's my hands down. You gotta go. I can't believe I've never heard of it or like I'm people told you. me okay I gotta go especially when the weather is nicer <laughs> yes yeah if you ever do any like locust staff meetings in person really convince Jess and Mitch to take you and like Waterloo can come down and you can just make a day out of it because it's just we actually are yeah <laughs> On the 27th, we actually have like a full team, like what's what's it even called? Year end and wrap yeah. up, whatever. So yeah. I am I'm gonna try to ask Mitch to take us there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're open for the season already. I think they opened on Sunday. Okay. So like 
see if that's possible like actually <laughs> okay that's so exciting also <laughs> add to our list of places you need to go to in Grand yeah absolutely yeah that was that was a staple for me and my my roommates that and Lonnie's um but Dairy Delight yeah well, everybody knows Lonnie's yeah um, but Dairy Delight was just is so good it's so good so that's that's my takeaway put your hand in everything and go to Dairy Delight I love that <laughs> I love that um our last kind of wrap-up question is do you have any favorite memories you'd want to share so whether it be I don't know, spots on camp or like tips, like spots on campus, off campus, study tips, or just memories of like things you did that people would want to, that you'd want to share with everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I've got so many. Um, the, the main one that I can think of and that always comes back to my brain is during our training week for uh, the first OCA team uh, that Brantford had. We all stayed in residence and um, it was a, it, it ended up being a group of girls. So we all stayed in the same room. And there was just one night where we all just sat in the, the living room. Nobody really knew who each other was. And, and it, we just had that amazing like bonding experience where we were just chatting and joking and really kind of building those bonds. Um, everybody has it where you've got a conversation with friends or uh, an acquaintance and you you have that conversation you have those moments where you're just like okay this kind of like solidified our friendship this kind of solidified our bond and so I always think back to that time where we were just like laughing and having so much fun together during our training week it was crazy I think it was like a week long at that point or a couple of days that was all like cramped in and we just were like we're the only ones that are going to ever experience this like it is now and we just really took advantage of that and and we created amazing friendships. After the first year, a few of them went into becoming residence dons. A few of them were graduating at the time, um, but but we were able to create those bonds, and we're still really good friends now. And that's just something that I always think about uh, whenever I think about my Laurier experience. Oh wow, it's like that pivotal moment in your friendship. Like it's like you just had that bonding experience, had a good chat. You're like, we're gonna be friends. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. This is so we're going into our next and last segment. It's called Words of Wisdom. Words of Wisdom. And essentially what it is, um, we just get our guests to kind of wrap up and give our listeners some words of wisdom. It could be related to what we just talked about because I know you said a lot of great stuff already so <laughs> if we need to remind our listeners about that or it could be something completely like nothing that we talked about so any words of wisdom you'd like to share with our golden hawks listening here? yeah um I feel like I am going to repeat myself just a little bit but um for me my university experience was just amazing I loved it if I could go back and do it over again I would or even just experience it again the way that it was I would um, and so for that I my words of wisdom to uh, current Laurier Golden Hawks is to just really enjoy the time like just enjoy the moment enjoy what you're doing enjoy what you're involved in I know studying can suck like suck midterm sucks like that sucks a hundred percent but you're going to miss it, actually. Oddly enough, you're going to miss it once you graduate. I went through this weird period where I was, I felt like I was missing something. Like I didn't know what to do with my free time because I wasn't studying. So just like really like relish it, really enjoy it, really um, 
reflect on it and and take advantage of every moment and just really like put yourself out there like I said before um and also just remember to be kind to yourself and just be kind to others around you like everybody's struggling and just be kind to everybody you come in contact with Steps. Steps. <laughs> Steps. Steps all around. Amazing. Um, thank you so much again, Melissa, for joining us today, taking the time out of your day to record this episode. I'm sure everyone listening will appreciate it and like lo- I love this episode. This is so fun to get to talk to you and hear about your experience and also learn about Dairy Delight. Um, key thing that I will remember from this episode. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much um, for everyone listening. Make sure you follow our podcast, subscribe, leave us a, a review, a good one. Hopefully um, you can follow us on our Instagram at locustgloria to stay up to date with all of our events and podcast episodes. And we'll see you next time. But until then, stay golden, everyone. Bye. Bye.